Welcome to Sustain This, a podcast where we discuss mindful consumption, personal style, and the quest for living a more intentional life. I'm Alyssa, a sustainable stylist. And I'm Christina, a shopaholic turned minimalist-ish. And I'm Sina, a color consultant and slow fashion style coach. Together, we will unpack the nuances of what it really means to be a conscious consumer and find more joy in what we have right now. So grab your tea, your coffee, or whatever floats your boat and join us in the conversation. Let's go. Yay. <laughs> okay, welcome back, everybody. We have a really interesting topic to start with. We're just going to jump right on in. Um, I hope everyone had an amazing new year, um, and we hope you're all feeling good for 2024. Um, Christina, through a, a TikTok friend, found this really cool article. I'm going to let Christina shout her out uh, when we have a minute, but on... Oh, oh yeah, go for it. Who? What's her name again, Christina? Mm. Oh, so she is Vic Filippini on TikTok, V-I-C-F-I-L-I-P-P-I-N-I. We'll make sure to leave her in the show notes. She's great. She's got great style and uh, she just shared and sort of shared the breakdown of this article and I thought it was so great. So good that we definitely needed to talk about it here. So that's what we're going to do Yeah. So the article is titled, How to Build a Sustainable Wardrobe to Get You Through 2024 and 2034. Um, and we all just had a really good read. And the theme around this article centers around emotional durability. And what I found the most interesting from this article was how um, the author really talks about the idea between psychological obsolescence and functional obsolescence. And I think, you know, on this podcast and a lot of content out there talks, we talk a lot about look for quality over quantity, but the emotional piece and finding clothing that you really connect with and that aligns with your values, that's a lot harder to pinpoint. Um, And this article goes into that really, really well. They actually give us five or six tips on, on how to do that, how to look beyond the physical. What did you think? Yeah, these these tips were too good not to share. And the one thing um, I do so really quickly, let's break down what what do they mean by functional obsolescence versus what did they say psychological mm-hmm. obsolescence? obsolescence? Yeah, so they talked about how functional obsolescence is if you think of it in terms of technology, like an iPhone 10 is no longer you know things are built with this functional obsolescence designed into it, so that we have to get an upgrade the next year. Um, And so that paralleled in fashion would be, for example, you know, remember when millennial pink was a big thing and now we all, then it was no longer, no longer stylish like the next year. So that's what we mean by functional obsolescence. And I like the breakdown of what he talks about in the sense of emotional durability, because they mentioned in the article that, and this blew my mind. It's a switch is so true. Like think about anything you've ever bought when it comes to your wardrobe, and it's the the sense that we are consumers of meaning, not matter. Yes, yeah. I loved that. And I'm just like, and it really. When I read that, I was just like, wow. Okay, just think about because think about everything that we've talked about on this podcast or anything you've ever bought. Like you're buying a feeling, or you're buying an identity. You're buying something. And I've also talked about, like I've also mentioned, you know, this is why it's so difficult to shop, to stop shopping or to impulse buy less. And it's because we can be as rational as we want when it comes to shopping, but a lot of times it's our emotions that we have to deal with. 
um, and the idea of what that thing means when we buy it and when we own it mm. and what it means for us, like how it shifts our identity and builds that. So um, I just think that's like a really powerful way to me, it really like revealed so much about why we shop and also why it's hard to stop shopping and why it's so easy to get caught up in continuing to buy new things. Can we break down a little bit more what emotional durability means? Because I thought that was, a, that was a term I've never heard before. Mm -hmm. I understood it. And I mean, I, th I think it's so hard, right? Emotional durability. But I think it was so, it's such an eloquent way to put into words, I think, what we've been talking about and what some other like really cool people talk about, you know, like Amy Smilovic talks about like the fact that like you were supposed to dress or not we're supposed to, but like she talks a lot about like the feeling that a certain garment or an outfit evokes. And I like how in the article it mentioned, you know, you get excited about the garment today on the day you buy it, but you're equally as excited, maybe not equally as excited, but even in 10 years, when you reach for that garment and you put it on, you're still really satisfied and you feel really good about it. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. I think at, as it also as like being able to look beyond what is trendy. Mm. Um, like today I'm wearing yeah. skinny jeans and I just posted like a story oh yesterday on Instagram, like <laughs> skinny jeans are not dead okay regardless of what everyone else is trying to, to tell you and I got so many like positive um like messages and comments from people replying to that like, yes I love my skinny jeans and I think mm -hmm. that's definitely part of it like being able to wear something and keep wearing it even though supposedly it's not like super trendy anymore like at least not for now because who knows like in five years maybe mm -hmm skinny jeans will be back like we mm -hmm. thought apple bottom jeans were dead but they came back too so <laughs> it's like boots with the fur I think it's definitely <laughs> part of it like being able to feel very confident in like almost having a signature style and like being confident with that no matter whatever might be trendy right now I think that's mm -hmm. such a big part of it like the emotional durability it's like you really have to have a strong point of view and be okay with it. I think that's the second half, right? Like having a strong mm -hmm. point of view, great. But it's an entirely different thing when you are constantly stepping out and putting it out into the world when maybe, you know, you could still be unsure of it and things like that. But that's always something that I think I've I've mentioned before, we've all mentioned this before. It's like, okay, maybe something is trendy, maybe something is new, but is it is it a classic for you? Do you like it? Like, great. And even the whole, yeah. like, this is an essential wardrobe item, but like, is it, is it your essential? And that's what to me, emotional durability means like really yeah. not, not caring about what's being dictated by yeah. publications or TikTok or whatever, you know? Totally. Yeah. Same thing with those like styling do's and don'ts that we've been talking about so much. I feel like it mm -hmm. kind of circles back to that because it's like, okay, well, maybe we should talk about how we consume those kind of like style rules and style guides, because what it really comes down to is personal style. Like, that's really mm -hmm. what we should be talking more about. Yeah. And I think like also the license to be brave and to like experiment and create a bad outfit it kind of <laughs> I posted a TikTok the other day and some it's interesting because like some people are like oh my god I love your pants and your outfit and then the, and then I get and I'm getting a bunch of other comments being like why would you put that together and I'm like you know what it's just like you 
you just just try who cares like if it's a bad outfit it's a bad outfit you can change out of it like you know so um I think there's also that too in the sense of just being playful and just trying things out like you have to come you have to like there's going to be so many like flops along the way. And that's why this is like a learning journey and evolution and like something that you want to try, Mm -hmm. like a pair of pants that I've never worn yet. How does this, how is this going to go with a pair of loafers? How is this going to go with this? It's just like, just play Mm -hmm. who cares, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. It just makes me think of that too. Like it's, it's all such a journey of trial and error. And I feel like there's such this pressure to, find the perfect piece, the perfect wardrobe essential, mm-hmm. the perfect outfit um, every single time. And it's it just doesn't work that mm. way. No. Yeah. That's, those are all great points. And I think it brings us back to the whole idea that fashion is, is it is fun. It should be fun. You should be allowed to play and experiment mm-hmm. free of judgment. So, yeah. I loved yeah. the list they gave in. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's so in the article they break down six six tips mm-hmm. to build emotional durability to what to look for in a piece when you want to build physical durability and emotional durability. So you can use this when you're looking to add something new to your wardrobe or, or I would say even if you're looking at your current mm-hmm. wardrobe if you want to edit it down, if you're thinking about decluttering, a lot of us are doing that in the month of January. So these are all things that I think very helpful things that we can look at um, at our clothes to see if they stand up to the test. Mm. Yeah. And can I just say, I was talking about this before we started, but that list is very oddly in parallel with finding a boyfriend or like a solid life partner. (laughs) I have to say, like, if you read them, like, look beyond the physical. I was yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, let's get into well. it. Everybody keep it in mind as we go through this list and then <laughs> build attachments. Build, yeah. Go slow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least for me, I mean, everybody's I'm sure everybody has different ways they want to date other people, but <laughs> Yeah, it depends what you're looking for. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. should we go through it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the first one was look beyond the physical, which um, I think is a really good reminder. Like I said, we talk often about like, look at the blend, look at the construction, all that stuff. But ultimately, uh, when there's a story behind the piece, or when you have some sort of emotional connection to it, then I do think it has more of a lasting impact. Um, And I often find this is where, you know, for for people who travel, um, those pieces, if if you think about them, if you really make sure to be mindful when you're when you're shopping on on a travel, those can be pieces that become very special because they have a cool memory attached. Mm -hmm. Um, They're very unique. So they they kind of I find those travel travel shopping is is good for that. That's why I'm really, um, one of my style intentions for 2024 was to shop secondhand first Mm -hmm. before turning to, and whether that be like shopping something secondhand that's new on the market now and trying to find like a used version of it or shopping vintage and thrifting and things like that. But like, I think it's so much fun 
that's part of the appeal to thrifting and secondhand shopping for me and shopping at free flea markets and vintage shops is like there's a lot of these pieces have a story attached to it mm-hmm. or you wonder who owned it before or like it's uh I remember I thrifted this um leather kind of messenger bag in Amsterdam a few years ago and when I brought it home there was like a crushed up cigarette in it and uh some pills for upset stomach in it. I'm like, oh, did did the girl who owned this have IBS? <clears throat> did the girl who owned this have IBS before? Mm. Or like stomach problems? <laughs> and like there was like a metro card in there, and um, so it, it was kind of cool. I'm like, oh, this this person who owned this before was seems like a really cool person, like an interesting person. Mm. And now I have this bag. I wonder what the story is behind mm-hmm. that. And um, I just, yeah. So buying things with a story, whether it's a story that's connected to you or a story that you kind of create around it mm. that you wonder about, I think it creates a, as he says, it creates that connection and that yeah. emotional, mm-hmm. emotional meaning behind the piece. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think oh, this, go ahead. oh, sorry. No, no, you go ahead. No, I, I, I just want to say, I think the story like can be created through time when you hold on to a piece as well because that, mm-hmm. that that's how I feel yeah. with some of the pieces in my wardrobe that I've had a hard time like giving up on like I've mentioned my acne Jensen boots a couple of times and I was actually so close mm-hmm. to like giving up on those last year because they're just like so worn and so beaten but I love them so much that I decided to like no they're they they have so much meaning to me like also historically they've been mm-hmm. I've been traveling with them and they've been with me to so many events that now it's just they have so much meaning to me beyond the physical. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Like you're the one who created the story. Yeah, exactly. You... That. Yeah. 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 That's cool. And I know Christina, one of your so other intentions, sorry. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, no, okay. no, no. I was going to say, I remember one of your other intentions for the year was to shop in person. And I feel like that mm-hmm. could be, you know, just like holding and touching the clothes and feeling how mm-hmm. it looks on you could also maybe uh, yeah. make this a little bit more like you you really feel if you're connecting with the clothes as well. Yeah. yeah, because I think when you put something on, like for me at least, when I'm trying something on and I really like something, it is a hell yes, mm. right? Like there's hell yes, hell no. And then if you're kind of in the middle, it's probably a no. So, and I've definitely experienced that when I've tried something on. It's just like, yep. Mm-hmm love it I feel great looks great like there's reasons like again like you're you're when you're buying something or even putting together an outfit you're you're buying a feeling and creating a feeling so and if you think about it whenever we get dressed if an outfit like we never say it looks off you might say it looks off but I I would say maybe more often we say oh this feels off something Mm. feels not quite right Mm. so I think this really ties like I feel like all that really connects and so in a sense when you're looking beyond the physical and creating and connecting to an emotion with a piece basically their argument is that when you have that you're less likely to get rid of it mm-hmm. and it's it's more likely to stay in your wardrobe for longer which I think Sina with your boots like there's a perfect example mm. yeah And another thing that Sina said really ties into the second point, buy things that age well. And I remember Sina, when we were talking, I forget which episode it was, but it was one of our recent ones. And you said, 
you know, when you're when you're making a purchase, consider what it'll look like after the shoes have been scuffed or whatever. And I just, that blew my mind. That stayed in my head forever. What do you think of mm. this point? Imagining that piece in the wash bin, you know, mm. or with like uh, if it's like a sweater, if it starts like pilling and stuff like um because clothes will ultimately get worn and that's just how it is like even the most high quality piece will get signs of wear like you cannot ever avoid that so mm-hmm. um it's definitely a balance between looking like new and then looking worn like there's always mm-hmm. a balance there that need to be considered because i think sometimes people think okay well if i buy a high quality wardrobe or if i like quote unquote invest in like higher quality pieces then they will stay like new or look new forever and that's definitely not the case but yeah mm-hmm. there's a, a difference between buying like cheap cheaper quality uh we talk uh, Alyssa you mentioned um like different kind of, of fabrics and mm-hmm. and um you know some fabrics will look really worn out after a few times of wear and others might look just like worn mm-hmm. and not worn out like there's a big difference between those two I think mm-hmm. worn versus worn out yeah mm-hmm. that's a good way to put it yeah Mm -hmm. Um, the third was pay attention to how clothes make you feel Mm. (laughs) i feel like this is probably the most important one i think so too (laughs) keep yourself out of the hype and maybe again we've talked about that before pausing Mm -hmm. and then seeing if you know okay well if it's not trendy anymore will i still love that piece just as much yeah Mm -hmm. i think this too is one where it's you know i think we've talked about this before but like um, in a way we, we, there is kind of a benefit to being a bit more materialistic about your clothes and really loving them. Because again, when you have that emotional connection, you do tend to keep them and maintain them for a lot longer. Um, and then here they mention in the article, they do mention Maria Kondo's like, you know, if it doesn't bring you joy, then mm-hmm. you're likely not going to want to keep it. Um, it's interesting yeah and I think it also I think I feel like we mentioned Alison Bornstein a lot but Mm -hmm. she's like so cool and so talented but she mentions I think in her book I haven't read it myself but I saw someone sharing like a snippet of it in the in a story on Instagram that if you Mm -hmm. don't know yourself like Mm -hmm. really that's where the work begins like you need to know yourself and start like you know you know, yeah, start with yourself and that goes mm-hmm. beyond what you're wearing. Like it's it's like a, a, a sense of confidence in who you are as a person. Um, and I think that's really where it starts. Like, of course, you can use clothing as a vehicle to like feel more confident too and mm-hmm. to get you to know yourself. But I don't know. I feel like it's a, <laughs> it's a really, it's really important to get to know who you are too. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you do that by choosing yeah. clothes that ultimately do make you feel a certain way, the way yeah. you would like to feel sometimes or the way you do feel. And I think that this is an mm-hmm. interesting one to talk about, that kind of difficult place where if you are trying to fill a gap and maybe it is somewhat urgent and you just need, you really do need a functional piece or maybe you have, maybe you struggle with finding clothes that fit. So maybe that's like, more heavily weighted than how something makes you feel. So I, mm-hmm. it's not always easy to find a piece that you connect with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think I, I just wanted to spotlight that a little bit. Because um, sometimes I don't yeah, know. That's, you know? Mm. Yeah. 
Like I've been in a situation where it's like, look, like I actually have this hole. It needs to be filled. So I go and actually I'm trying to think if that's happened. And like I've only looked at fit and durability and value. And it's like, okay, this is the winner. Like I got to I got to go with it. So, yeah. And I think that's probably that's I'm sure um, that's a struggle that I see a lot in the plus size community too, right? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of brands don't even have sizing. So it's like my priority is to find, <clears throat> you know, that priority is to find something that actually fits yeah. that you can wear mm-hmm. and, and move throughout your, your day. And then, you know, sometimes the feeling that it invokes or like the aesthetic of it comes secondary just because the pool of choice is so much smaller yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and underserved. Yeah. yeah. Um, number four is my personal favorite, Shop Slowly. Mm. <laughs> and I think this isn't highlighted enough in the media, even even from even within the sustainable and slow fashion media space. I don't think we we bring enough attention to the fact that you won't build a sustainable closet in like a month, a year, maybe not even a few years. No. Like it is, as you mentioned, it, it Christina, like it's this constant evolution. We are always experimenting. And as humans, we're always changing. So here he says, give yourself time to build a wardrobe at least five or seven years and shop slowly. Yeah. I feel like and that's I think accurate. that's like, mm, it is yeah. accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like even thinking about my, like when I started, I started committing to get it. Like when I committed to getting out of debt, that was in 2019. Mm. And within that time, that's when I was decluttering my closet getting rid of things, I feel like that's when I sort of defined my own personal style. Like that's when I kind of realized like, oh, you're like a blazer girl. Mm-hmm. You're a jeans girl, you know, like you sort of define what you like. And then since then I've spent time sort of rebuilding things out, but just in a way that like from this perspective, I was kind of almost thinking about this year, like I've done a lot of decluttering and I am an advocate for a lot of that, like get rid of what's in the way so you can see what remains more clearly. And I'm a huge believer that for a lot of us, um, for I mean, everyone has a style fundamentally to begin with, or, you know, whether you feel that you have one or not, as you've said before too, Sina, right? Um, but I think that your style is already in your wardrobe and then it's just a matter of adding things in here and there to build it, to build out from that. But this year I was kind of thinking, I'm like, I don't want to declutter any of my stuff. Mm. Like I don't feel this urge to get rid of because I don't want to say I like, I love everything maybe, you know, but I'm thrilled about my wardrobe. I'm excited about it. I want to be able to rotate through it and wear, you know, just these crazy blue pair of pants like two years from now, you know? So I just don't feel this need to get rid of and to keep editing down Mm. because I just want to wear everything that's in there, which is kind of like it's a new and exciting feeling. Mm. And I feel like that's taken time to get there, you know? Yeah. Well done you. That is cool. Yeah. That's nice. (laughs) Yeah. But it it does take time. Like I feel, you know, sometimes I'll have like the minimalist police like <laughs> saying, oh, oh you've really bought a lot of stuff <laughs> over the years. And it's like, yeah, it's been like seven years since I started my channel. So mm-hmm. like, of course, mm-hmm. I've bought new things along the way. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I would agree. Like, I feel that's really the whole just the whole process I've been sharing through those seven years. And I feel like I'm like you, Christina, I'm at a really good place with my. My wardrobe. So, yeah, it. it it does take time. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I think also, but I like, oh, I was just going to say like the actual time frame of like five to Mm. seven years. I feel like I haven't seen anyone really mention that. And like, um, yeah, I think that's a I think that's a reasonable time frame and like a minimum. Totally. Right? A minimum. Totally. Because yeah. it also depends on what you're what you're going through in life. Like I think my wardrobe was like that at a point maybe like a year ago and then last year I think I lost a little bit of control. So it depends it depends what's going on with with you mm. and your body and all that. Mm-hmm. And I think I liked how I liked how in the article they're saying, like, the challenge is to move on from the honeymoon phase. Don't we know it? Don't we know it? Yeah, baby. Um, (laughs) With every new item to the longer, richer, and more emotionally resonant period of cherishment. Um, And I don't know, I just think this goes to one of our points that we talked about about in a recent episode about giving space to your new purchases to actually enjoy them. And I think Mm -hmm. this constant pattern of buying robs us of the opportunity to actually get to that, God, I love this, emotionally resonant period of cherishment. Like it does. We don't, Mm -hmm. like Cena's acne boots, like maybe she wouldn't have had as many cool experiences in them if she you know had already purchased like a new pair to replace them with so yeah romanticizing our our really cool p or all of our pieces is could be a good thing Mm. yeah um um, i like just yeah and and sorry he just mentions it like to summarize you treat your treat your wardrobe as a long-term project that's straight from the article and i really love that Mm -hmm. because i was also thinking about like um, I'm probably going to do like a whole uh, YouTube video about this or whatever, but like I kind of realized this year that, or even a few years ago now, that I don't want like a typical minimalist wardrobe. Mm. Like that's, in my opinion, that's not, in my lived experience and what I want, that's not, it's not, I realize it's not for me. That's kind of why I leaned into more minimalist-ish and like, almost like feeling like I had to like justify the fact that I like to have a lot of clothes and I like shopping and like all that stuff. Um, But I just kind of came to accept that that's, that's who I am. That's what I like. And it doesn't mean that you become this like hyper consumer and like, it doesn't give you license to, to do that freely because it can just create a lot of confusion as I've experienced myself too. So But I was thinking, like, what's my goal with my wardrobe? And I was looking back and I got very, I used to watch the, um, do you ever watch the British Vogue in the, inside the wardrobe with like, they had one with like Camille Rowe and Caroline Zimmerman. Oh, yes. Was it on on YouTube? On YouTube. On YouTube, yes. 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 They're older now, but I like, I even go back and watch them now. And especially like Caroline Zimmerman, I'm sorry, I'm like butchering her name, but I just love her icon. Mm. But you know, so she's she's like an older woman and fabulous, but looking through her wardrobe, it's a lifetime of clothes. It's clothes from her 20s when she was a model to now I think she's in her 50s. So it's like, that's what I want. I want a piece that I want to create this evolution of a wardrobe that feels that represents like me and my life and like the growth that's gone through it, which is why I'm like, I don't really want to declutter anymore because I want a piece that I can say I bought in my 20s mm-hmm. and take me back to those times and like lessons that I've learned and 
yeah, I feel like just my goal is to be just like this hot, cool person who's you can see the life lived mm-hmm. in the wardrobe and just, you know, constantly decluttering and also constantly chasing trends and chasing things that don't feel like yourself. It's going to be difficult to create a wardrobe like that. Mm-hmm. That's really beautiful. So I just find that really inspiring. That's kind of like my mm-hmm. North Star. Mm-hmm. I love that. So it's like, what do you what do you want out of your wardrobe? What's your ultimate goal? You know, mm. that's yeah, beautiful. I love that, Christina. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I was. I don't know. It made it gave me like a whole new perspective that I'm just like <clears throat> stoked about. So it's yeah, great. yeah. Thought I'd share. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> that was lovely. Um, it's hard to move on after that. Yeah. Number five. <laughs> I think it goes very Build well attachment. with that building attachment, like yes. going from what Christina just yeah, said fully. into the next point. Yes, thank you. Great segue. Great segue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> build attachment. Yeah. Um, and to, to Christina's point and to, to all of our points, like the easiest way to build attachment to your clothes is to simply wear them so you can interweave mm. them with memories. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and it talks about like cherishing an old college sweatshirt because it reminds you of cramming for finals or like a jacket because of how it's traveled with you. And I I totally agree. I have some pieces that that tell a story and yeah, I think it's pretty special. And it's almost like you kind of picture yourself as this curator of uh, like your own yeah. little collection, right? Like your own little museum, your own little like... Totally. Um, And I also think that's kind of an empowering thing, you know, it kind of puts us back in the driver's seat of like, no, I don't need to wear this or yes, I'm going to wear this. And it gives you a little bit more power if you if you think of it that way. And we feel less like fashion is happening for us and not to us, which, you know, tweet Mm. that. That was great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I marked it. Great. (laughs) Yeah. Um, your thoughts or, or do you think we kind of talk, should we move on to the last point? No. And I agree. And I, I think, um, this is something that I had to learn to, and like unlearn because I, because of the way I, the relationship I had with myself and treated myself when I was, um, like a lot of my identity is being a lot of my identity for a long time centered around being a shopaholic and like having a lot of guilt around that and um, just essentially a lot of guilt and shame around that. And I decluttered a lot of things from my wardrobe that I felt represented that for me, but there are a few things that I kept and I used to, well, we talked about that in our episode the from season one, the worst purchases mm-hmm. episode. So I talked about this um, St. Laurent jacket that I mm-hmm. bought that I cost that more one. than my rent at the time. And like, and for a long time, I mean, I couldn't bring myself to get rid of it. I mean, probably there were some factors, obviously, probably because of like, you know, holding on in the sense of like, oh, how much I paid for it and this, this and that. But um, I really love that jacket if I'm thinking about, you know, and so I've decided to keep it. And really, I've I've been trying to change my mindset around that, change the association. So like some clothes can have bad memories and can take you back to places that maybe you don't necessarily want to be taken back to. But I also feel like there's a positive learning to be gained from some of those things. So it's like, yeah, that 
coat for me, I can remember the sense of like the cognitive distance that I was feeling and like the self-sabotage that I felt and like the conflict, the internal conflict I had with myself when I was buying it consciously. But now I'm like, well, look where, look where you are today. You got yourself out of debt. You've, you're, you feel really settled and happy with your style. And it's like, this is part of that journey for me. Also that jacket just makes me feel amazing every time I wear it. So it has that emotional connection. So I think, of course, get rid of the things that make you feel bad if you can't change that association. Mm -hmm. But I feel like we have control over that too. Like we can. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, I think obviously do what feels right for you. But if if there's something that you kind of want to keep, is there a way, can you take a good a positive learning from mm. it and create a positive memory out of that instead of a negative one. That's a really good mm. takeaway, like reframing how you see the piece. Yeah. 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 Um, the last one, which we kind of touched on at the top of this episode is have confidence in your point of view. Mm-hmm. So like no, know what it is, your point of view, and then be unafraid to share it and wear it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And this is where experimentation comes in because yeah. there might be some flops, okay? Totally. <laughs> and that's Speaking okay. from experience. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can have confidence if you don't test it. It's like anything in life. Like mm-hmm. how can you, you know, like a, biz- a business idea, you won't know it's good until you try it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, know. yeah, I like that. And they mentioned like the most sustainable approach to fashion is having personal style, mm-hmm. which I think that's why I think the conversation has really shifted away from like, these are your capsule wardrobe mm-hmm. essentials. This is how you build this wardrobe. And it's like, this is how you find your personal style, which is maybe feels very generalized, but it's also where you can take it and take those general points and then tailor it to you mm. to create your own style yeah yeah Sina I know you talk a lot about like the identity work in, in your sessions and things like that and I think that's so important mm. yeah mm. I really like what it like it says in the the under the final point in the article it says that personal style not fashion holds mm. the greatest reward mm-hmm. it allows you to invest in yourself yes rather than a bunch of ideas of who you should or could be um which i think yeah just kind of highlights how important it is that you work with yourself and not just like because again like i i've definitely felt like fed up with like those really generalized styling do's and don'ts like as much as i love them at Mm -hmm. times and i can definitely see Mm -hmm. how you can tweak things it just kind of it always bugs me that it's, you know, we're not keeping the discussion, you know, ev- evolving around personal style and like personal point of view mm-hmm. rather than just like a general yeah. guideline. Yeah. Yeah. Keep um, it open. Yeah. 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 And I think that's like when you follow those rules, I feel like there's this, I see this like paradigm, especially online. I feel like in real life, you know, when we're in the real, I feel like there is like literally like an online life and then like a (laughs) real life. Some things just don't apply. Um, 
but online, at least I see so some of the very common comments that I've seen, especially in like in capsule wardrobe videos I've made, because for example, uh, my style, I would say like one of my style words is classic. So like if I make a capsule wardrobe video, there's going to be like a plain white tee in there and Oxford button up, blah, blah, blah. Um, and a lot of the comments I get is like, well, if everyone buys this, everyone's going to end up looking the same. And I feel like I also feel that extends to those fashion rules, you know, like matching your shoes to your belt and like, you know, blah, blah, blah. There's this, there's this constant, there's this huge fear or phobia online about people looking the same Mm. and having the same pieces. But at the same time, like there's always questions of, oh, where did, where did you get that? How did, you know, tell me where to shop and blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. Kind of my point is, is like, this is why the conversation of personal style is so important and curating your own. And like, yes, you know, if you like a piece and maybe that's what you've been looking for, then, you know, this is the recommendation and definitely Mm. check it out. But it's like taking those rules, taking those essentials and then deciding whether or not it's for you. Mm -hmm. Right. Or taking a, taking a piece of it and then adding your own you're adding your own twist to it adding your own spin um and I feel like the only way you're not going to look like everybody else even in the same outfit is that you element which is your personal style Mm -hmm. yeah it's almost as if uh you know some people have like their height in their like biography on yes. Instagram to have maybe you should have like your style words so that people know well this is like oh, that's yeah. a great <laughs> idea so if this so they know this if you come for this then this is what you get yes you're right that's such yeah, a cool like idea that. that's what I, I have to say sorry I'm, I'm not, I don't mean to like like put pitch this or plug this but that's why I find at the end of my uh shop your closet workshops that's why I find it so fascinating we have this one look that we use as inspo but everybody else's looks are completely different so it's like depending on everyone's three words depending on everyone's closet like they've interpreted this the same one look completely differently Mm. so to your point Christina Mm -hmm. like yeah maybe everyone is going to end up owning a button-up shirt but it's all about like you said that you element that you bring to it that's going to make it individualistic Mm. so no, I think everyone should go get give the article a read. Like, yeah. it's, like if you want to build a sustainable wardrobe this year or this should like mark the year where you get started, then I think definitely worth the read. Mm. Great. Instead yeah. of those, how to shop your way to a sustainable wardrobe kind of guides. Like Ugh. this is this is <laughs> sorry. Yeah. yeah, I think this is a better so place to start. Agreed. Quality over quantity, and then what's the emotional connection to the piece too yeah Yeah, that's great cool okay so thank you thank you everyone give the article a read let us know if you're watching us on youtube in the comments what you think we love reading your comments uh and if you are uh, listening to us wherever you listen to your podcast don't forget to rate uh and subscribe to the podcast because um it means you'll get more episodes yay (laughs) yeah see you later (laughs) ciao bye Thank you so much for joining in our conversation this week. If you're enjoying the show, we'd love it if you subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple and leave us a rating and review. It's one of the best ways to support the Sustain This podcast at zero cost to you. We're also a community-led podcast, so if you have any questions for us, topic requests, or even guests you want to hear from, please send us a DM on Instagram at sustainthis underscore podcast. We read all of our comments and look forward to hearing from you. 
We hope you join us again next Tuesday where we'll talk about so much more than clothes. Ciao!